Bria Hebert and welcome back to Sad Girl Energy, the podcast where we are busy doing sad girl shit. I'm sorry, we do not have video this week. I don't think anyone cares, but I'm just going to let you know. I moved to a new apartment, started a new job, and started a writing course in a period of 48 hours because I decided to start a new job, move, and take a course with absolutely no warning or preparation. Well, I mean, the move was prepared, but the rest of it wasn't. I am pretty exhausted and I haven't had time to set up the podcast recording station, but I also have some exciting things coming. So I feel like it's just going to be best to do a reveal all at once of the new setup. I went from not working to now working 12 hours a day. So in retrospect, that was probably the mania talking, but we're just going to make the most of it because when you are a sad girl and you get a burst of energy, you just got to embrace it because you don't know when it's going to happen again. Could be six months until I have this level of energy and zest for life again. So I basically got a plan to accomplish everything I want to accomplish while I have this much energy. These are the sad girl struggles, what can I say? I love my new place, but I will say that I do miss listening to my downstairs neighbor yell at her boyfriend. There's something that was just like so charming about that. It really like made for a good living environment, like super peaceful and zen. Like I loved knowing every detail of their relationship despite never talking to them and basically diagnosing their relationship problems from a distance because I overheard every single fight like I'm just really gonna miss that I'm really gonna miss waking up in the middle of the night to her kicking her boyfriend out of her apartment but yeah my new roommate and I have really bonded over our love for bad reality tv so we've started a new series called seeking sister wives and it is about polygamous families that are looking to add a new sister wife to the mix and I will say I have actually been interested in polygamy for a long time not as a participant but just as an observer when I was in grade 12 law class I actually decided to write my end of year essay about polygamy and even though my teacher hated my guts I did such a good job on that essay that I actually got a 96 through watching the show thinking about polygamy and like first of all could never do it not me too jealous also it is just so inherently misogynistic like there is not a single woman with multiple husbands on this show like I want a show that normalizes women marrying multiple men who will obviously all disappoint her at once but still, I think we need some equality in this area, right? Because it's different than polyamory. Polyamory, both individuals and the couple, they can go out, do their thing with other people, do the deed, get nasty, date other people, whatever they want to do. But with these families on this show, it's mostly just the men wanting to marry a bunch of other women and then the wife like kind of has to be okay with it. Or pretends like she's okay with it and I think honestly most of them are not but there's this guy named Sidian and look these dudes they either all have weird names or biblical names Sidian is from Boise Idaho and once I heard that I was like oh okay of course they're polygamists they're polygamists because they're bored they live in Boise what else is there to do besides find another wife my main takeaway from the show is that I mostly feel bad for the kids because those kids 
are growing up watching this, like being exposed to this, watching their parents bring people in and out of their lives. And I'm, you know, I'm not a child psychologist or anything, but I would say that's probably going to affect them in some sort of way. And I just feel like, look, all parents traumatize their children. Like all parents have inflicted trauma on their children, but I just cannot respect a father who inflicts trauma on his children simply because he needs another woman to have sex with. Like he is traumatizing his children just because he needs more pussy. That can't respect. Maybe if you went to war and you came back and your trauma affected your children, that I could respect a little bit more, a little bit more old fashioned, a little bit more classic trauma. This, no. And these dudes, like when you see these dudes, it is shocking that they have found even one woman that wants to sleep with them, let alone multiple. It is. It's concerning. It makes me feel bad for my dating life because I'm like, I can't find one man that is acceptable. Like, there's not one man that I want to speak to more than once. I don't want to engage with any men. Yet these dudes, these creepy losers are finding all these women that want to, like, devote their lives to them. And it just doesn't make sense. What I think... I've figured out, I think I've figured out polygamy, okay? I know that's bold to say, but I think I figured out polygamy. When I look at the wives, I'm like, how can you accept this? Like, what part of you is getting satisfied by this arrangement? Because it's not sexual between the wives, right? It's only sexual between the wives and the husband. The wives don't get involved with each other. But I think what it is, is that they get friendship out of these women, Like, obviously their husband isn't able to emotionally support them at all. So by bringing another wife in, they have someone to talk to about their problems. They have someone to vent to. And, you know, the trade-off on that is that person is also fucking their husband. But I feel like for them, they're like, I would rather have a friend that fucks my husband than be stuck alone with this emotionally unavailable man. And that's probably why I will never get married, because that seems like a nightmare. What else is new? Um, I cut my own hair, finally did it. I used my eyebrow scissors, and I'm proud of myself because I made it through 14 months in a pandemic and a breakup without cutting my own hair. And that takes a lot of mental strength. And I think the best part that I've realized is my therapist, she did not even comment on it last time we talked because she knows she knows that we do not have time to waste on talking about my hair we've got more important business to do so I really respect Amy for that last week on the episode we were talking about rules for a hot girl summer and I want to get into that more this episode because I was thinking I've gotten my first dose you know more people are getting vaccinated we're going to eventually one day have a more quote-unquote normal life but we have been in this so long like I'm not the same person that entered this and if you are the same person that entered this pandemic like if you haven't changed at all um maybe you should like maybe you should change maybe you should do some self-reflection I think that we don't really remember what life was like before like I have no idea what things are going to be like after either 
So like I love the idea of a hot girl summer, like I want to embrace that, but I feel like I'm not going to be able to just dive right in. I feel like I'm going to have to do it slowly. I'm going to have to adjust a bit. I'm a sensitive creature, right? I I do not take well to change. It takes me a long time to adapt. I probably would die if it was survival of the fittest times, you know? I don't think I would make it. I don't think these genes would continue on. And like, I don't think I would be like eaten by a tiger or anything because like I can't run fast enough. Like, I don't think I would face that type of death. I think it would be more so that I think I would die of a heart attack in an unfamiliar social situation because I couldn't control my anxiety, which I think honestly, if we're being real, the tiger thing is much cooler way to go. Okay. But hot girl summer, we all talk about it. What really is it now? We got to do some background. Hot Girl Summer is a phenomenon created by Meg the Stallion, and we need to give her credit because white women love taking black women's culture for themselves, and we don't like that here. But I was doing some research because I got to come prepared. So according to Meg, Hot Girl Summer is a mindset and an attitude. This is a direct quote. She says, being a hot girl is about being unapologetically you, having fun, being confident, living your truth, and being the life of the party. Having the confidence to do whatever pleases you and releasing your inner bad bitch regardless of others' criticism. So I can't tell you what your hot girl summer is going to look like because it is all about you. Like my hot girl summer is going to look different than yours. And you got to do what's best for you. Like maybe your hot girl summer is chilling at home, watching movies, going to bed early. Maybe your hot girl summer is blacking out on a patio, starting a fight with a random man you don't know, and then getting pizza at 2am. Maybe your hot girl summer is starting a business that tips women off as to which parks there are creeps in so they can avoid them. Actually, I should do that. I just need to learn how to make an app and then it's honestly over for you over for you, over for everyone. Once I learn how to code and create an app, I actually really like that idea. I've always wanted to be a woman in STEM, so maybe this is how I'll make it happen. My point is there is no one universal hot girl summer. You have to take what it means to be the best version of yourself and you got to put that into your hot girl summer. I'm starting mine by getting waxed and getting vaxxed, okay? I'm working on clearing that sad depression nightstand, you know? We're, we're going to remember to take our medication during hot girl summer instead of being anxious all day and then realizing at 3 p.m. that the reason we're anxious is because we haven't taken our medication yet. We're going to drink water throughout the day like a normal person instead of drinking five cups of coffee in the morning and then not drinking water until 6 p.m. and then trying to get eight glasses of water into your system between 6 p.m. and 10 p.m. and then having to pee every second while you're asleep. Also, we're going to get rid of jean shorts that do not fit, okay? We're not doing that anymore. We are not going to taunt ourselves and be like, oh, I got these jean shorts. They're really cute. And like, maybe I'll fit into them one day and I'm just going to save them for then. Like, no, stop gaslighting yourself. If they don't fit, donate them, sell them, give them to a friend. You don't need that. That's not hot girl summer vibes. We're going to fix our sleep schedules. And when I say we, I mean I. Okay, I am either going to bed at 5 p.m. or staying up until 5 a.m. And that is not conducive to being a hot girl. Uh, I want to embrace heirloom vegetables this hot girl summer. 
for me, this is the summer of heirloom tomatoes. I don't know why, I just, I feel it inside. We're also going to gaslight men. Um, I truly believe that women must reclaim gaslighting for themselves. I think the best way to take down an enemy is to use their own tactics against them. So I think that the hot girl summer is also the summer of gaslighting. Gaslight any man that tries to talk to you, interact with you, who wants anything from you. I feel like this is almost like a camp bucket list. Like one of my friends told me that when she was in camp, they would have a bucket list of things they wanted to do in the summer. And like mostly they ended up just like going to McDonald's and Walmart, which like I guess that was the only thing in the town that they were in. But like as an idea, it sounds good. Um, I'm kind of glad I didn't go to summer camp because I think that if I did, I would have ended up being just like so much more insufferable than I already am. So I'm happy that my parents deprived me in that way. Um, Another one of my goals is to learn how to interact and speak with human beings again because I don't know that I'm capable of doing that anymore. Not being perceived. um, Having no thoughts. That is my ultimate goal. No thoughts. Not a single one. I don't want to think about anything. I'm done thinking. I've done it enough and it's bad. It's not fun. Thinking is actually terrible most of the time. So if I could cut down my thinking time, that would be ideal. So maybe that's part of my hot girl summer. No thoughts. No thoughts, just hot. Okay, but this is my genuine advice for a sad girl trying to embrace hot girl summer. Okay, number one, don't put too much pressure on yourself. Like, let's be real. None of us have any idea how to socially interact anymore. You've been at home. Netflix has been your best friend. We have no idea how to be drunk in public. Like, we've forgotten. So we're going to need time to reintegrate into society. Being around people might feel weird. You might be like, wow, I hate everyone here. And that's cool. Like, don't worry that's probably normal. I'm like afraid of everyone at all times. I think the goal is to be around the right people. You're probably going to get overwhelmed. Let's be real. Like if you are someone that listens to this podcast, you're probably the type of person that's going to leave the bar early your first night out post lockdown. And that's sad girl energy. And that's okay. You tried You had fun, but you needed to be reunited with your bed. And I respect that personally. I think it's all about knowing yourself, knowing your limits, and playing within it. Okay, some more very serious, very real, not at all funny advice. You should block your ex. Look, you can't bring that energy into the summer. The only reason you're allowed to contact your ex is if you are invoicing him for your time. Number two, you should probably choose a signature drink. And in classic fashion, I have chosen three. My three signature drinks for the summer are a spicy margarita, an espresso martini, and an Aperol spritz. Are those all basic common drinks? Yes. Do they all serve a different purpose for the summer? Yes. Espresso martini, keep me energized. Spicy margarita, keep me refreshed. Aperol spritz, allow me to pretend like I'm in Italy. Number three, wear sunscreen. Protect your flesh prison. Number four, this is cheesy as hell, but have a movie moment. You know those scenes in movies um, where they're like riding a bike at night over a bridge and they're like slightly buzzed with their friends and like someone's playing music from their phone? Have one of those. 
do it. Number five, try something new. Peg him. Number six, say no to things you don't want to do. I feel like that's self-explanatory. Like life is too short. We've all realized this. If I'm going to be stuck inside for a year, one thing I'm thinking about is the people that I literally never want to see again. And that is something that gives me strength moving forward. Like truly, who knows how much freedom we'll have and how long we'll have freedom for before this happens again. And I know that's depressing to say, but it's like kind of reality. Anyways, if I'm going to have to live through another pandemic, then I do not want to waste my time with people I hate. And number seven, get your bladder right. I am not going to be wasting time at the bar going pee. I cannot wait to pee in an alley again, though. That is something that I am looking forward to. I love peeing in alleys. I find it freeing. I find it um, one of my favorite things to do. It's just like one of my favorite drunk activities is just like finding a random alley and going pee. I really feel like it's part of my drunk personality. I feel like it's part of my drunk alter ego. I have also accidentally peed in people's front yards, which like not as proud of that because like, you know, I'm in your space and I probably shouldn't be, but also like I'm fertilizing the ground. I'm giving back to nature. I am completing the circle of life. Okay, like I'm not sure if circle of life is really the right word, more like just like circle of pee. But yeah, I hope that gives you some inspiration for hot girl summer. That's kind of what my hot girl summer is gonna be. Just a mess of different things, but hopefully fun. And like, you know, you can choose the path for your hot girl summer for yourself and that's what's amazing about it that is what makes hot girl summer so empowering like it is definitely feminist in nature everyone is different and everyone's hot girl summer is going to look different and it's all about being the best version of yourself and like maybe being a little chaotic and like maybe gaslighting some men but like overall yeah kind of toxic and i love it i'm embracing it i'm embracing toxicity this summer i feel like summer is the perfect time to be toxic because in the fall you can kind of just like disappear through the winter then you re-emerge in the spring and everyone kind of forgets you know it's kind of like oh she's back oh my god she's so much fun and then they forget that you puked in a stranger's shoe at a house party you weren't invited to okay now it's time for self-care tip of the day so like i said i did start a writing course because I need to get my life together. Just kidding, my life is so together. Um, okay, yeah, so one thing I like to do for self-care is trick myself. Um, so I like to wear jeans when I'm doing my writing. I will literally write in a pair of jeans with a muscle tee with like no bra, like nipples just out, uh, and a robe, and that will be my writing attire. And I will write like that for a half day because let's be real, I do not write for eight hours straight. I'm lucky if I get two sentences on a page in an hour. Anyways, um, I wear jeans while I'm doing my writing because I have this mindset that my motivation to finish writing will be that I can take the jeans off when I'm done. So it speeds up the process. Um, it doesn't, I'll be honest, it doesn't speed up the process. Because uh, I usually just get up and walk around my apartment in circles because I'm uncomfortable because I'm wearing jeans and I hate jeans. But you know, sometimes you do just have to trick yourself. You need to use little mind tricks in order to try and convince yourself to finish something. 
And it is only okay to gaslight yourself. It's not okay for other people to gaslight you, but it is okay for you to gaslight yourself because it's not really gaslighting if you're doing it to yourself because you know you're doing it. You're aware of it. You're like, I'm gaslighting myself again. Ha ha ha. But if you have something that you've been putting off that you really have to finish, my advice to you would be to wear something uncomfortable while you're doing it and tell yourself, the quicker I get this done, the quicker I will be able to take off these dress pants. Or maybe you really have to clean your bathtub and you don't want to clean your bathtub and you tell yourself, okay, I'm going to wear a bikini while I clean my bathtub and the second I'm done cleaning my bathtub, I can take this bikini off. And I think that really shows you my personal insecurities as a woman because um, for me, yes, wearing a bikini is uncomfortable. Any woman who's like, oh my God, I feel my best when I'm in a bikini. I'm like, you're psychotic. Like we are not the same. Like, I love that for you. I love that that's your journey. But like, I would probably rather walk over glass than wear a bikini in public. I would probably rather hang out with my grade eight math teacher who would put vodka in his coffee cup. I'd probably rather hang out with him for an hour, him and his tuna salad breath, than wear a bikini in front of someone I have a crush on. I would rather go on a date with a finance bro in the finance district than try on bikinis with my mother. I went shopping for jean shorts the other day and by the end of it, this was like actually pre-lockdown so it really was like weeks ago, but yeah, I went shopping for jean shorts. By the end of it, I was like, oh my god, thank god I have therapy tonight. Like, thank god because we need to unpack this experience. Okay, this week on TikTok taught me, number one, it is Appalachia, not Appalachia. I don't actually think that I pronounce either of those correctly, but we have all, most of us, have been pronouncing Appalachia wrong. It sounds wrong. It doesn't sound right to say it like that. Um, number two, your P isn't actually supposed to be clear. Mind-blowing. I have been told a lie my entire life. I was always aiming for clear P, and apparently that is bad. Why? Why did we tell people their P needed to be clear? Like, what was the point of that? Why Why couldn't we just tell people that it's okay if your pee is yellow? Like, now you're telling me that if I drink too much water, that's a bad thing. Like, can you just pick a lane? Just pick a lane. I'm either not drinking enough water or I'm drinking too much water. My pee is too yellow. My pee is too clear. Like, which one? Just tell me what I need to do. And I, I promise I will do it, but you just got to make it clear, easy to understand, okay? I'm telling you, this is the medical field gaslighting us. Like, why? Why did they tell us that yellow pee was bad? I'm just, I'm curious. Like, is this the piss industrial complex? Is big piss trying to fool us? Is this a ploy to get us to drink more water? Someone tell me the truth. I need a urologist to come on this podcast. I wish, obviously I don't know a urologist. Like why would I know a urologist? Like no urologist would want to be friends with me. Like what could I help a urologist with in terms of 
friendship, life, anything. Um, and then I also saw this thing. Apparently, uh, The Telegraph, there was an article that was like trying to cancel houseplants. Like apparently houseplants are evil and, you know, us millennials, our obsession with houseplants is obviously what's ruining the environment. It's all our fault. It has nothing to do with all those companies making, I don't know, emissions or polluting our water or I don't know, deforestation, none of that. It is all your house plants. You are personally responsible. Your snake plant, that's a reason. That's that's the reason that the lakes have no water left. Your plant, it's all your fault. Like, what do we have left? Plants are toxic now. What do we have left? We can't have our avocado toast as millennials because boomers are like, that's why you can't afford houses. Fish is apparently canceled too. I don't know if you've seen Seaspiracy. I haven't watched it yet. I love sushi. I'm already trying to give up meat. I can't do both at once. It is just exhausting. And what I've realized is nothing is ethical. Everything is unethical. Uh, capitalism makes it that everything is unethical. And therefore, there is no true ethical consumption. I've said this before, but I will say it again. There's no true ethical consumption under capitalism. Okay. So let them have their stupid succulents. Like I don't have any plants because every single plant I've purchased, I have killed. Um, that's my toxic trait. That's my red flag. If you were to ask me, Bria, what's your dating red flag? I have killed every single plant I have purchased. And that didn't stop me from purchasing more. But I did, one summer I spent $150 on various plants. I bought all expensive exotic plants because I was depressed. And that's what depressed people do. Okay, well maybe not all depressed people, but this depressed person. And all the plants died. And I even bought special fertilizer to try to bring them back to life. I repotted them. It didn't work. And so I realized that I am not a plant person. No thank you. Not for me. Um... I can waste my money on other things, but just let the plant people have their plants. Like if that's what's keeping them going, like, oh my God, just let them have it. You know, like, why do you have to ruin everyone's fun? Cause you know, someone was just bored and they were like, I am going to make a bunch of women in their mid thirties absolutely lose their mind by telling them that their plants are the reason that our environment is crumbling. And I don't think that's fair. Like, I will eventually watch Seaspiracy, but I still have not recovered from learning how bad avocado farming is for the environment and how unethical it is. Like, I need time to mourn my avocados first. And then, yes, I will probably watch Seaspiracy. And if I'm being honest, like, I'm probably still going to eat fish. Like, I know that no one wants to hear that, but I'm probably still going to eat fish. Um... And I know I'm saying that as someone who has not seen the documentary and you're probably like, well, watch the documentary first and then you'll decide that. My personal motto, and no one has to listen to this, no one has to care, no one has to see it as right or true, but my motto is to eat local. So if there are local fish that I can eat, I'm going to go straight into Lake Ontario. I'm going to catch those fish with my bare hands and I'm going to eat them. And yes, they're probably filled with toxic waste and plastic that they've eaten, but to me, eating local is so important and so good for you. And that's what you're supposed to do. I do think that one thing these documentaries should do is like, okay, if you want to cancel fish, like whatever, cancel fish. But like, you got to give people an alternative. You got to be like, okay, these are the things you can eat because 
you're just freaking people out. People are like, okay, I'm going to try to eat less meat, but now you're telling me I can't eat fish, but also if I eat avocado, I'm a murderer. Like, what do I do? What do I do? This is a moment where it would be helpful to have no thoughts. No thoughts and solely vibes. I just feel like there should be a trade-off, right? Like, I've only been to SeaWorld once, right? So I should be allowed to eat sushi once in a while, you know? There should be like points, a point system. Like I don't drive because I don't know how to and I don't have a car because I'm poor. So I take public transit and I walk. So like I should be allowed to have hamburger like once a month. Like for every time I recycle, that should allow me one side of guacamole next time I get tacos. Okay, now it's time for Dear Diary, the segment where I read you a real excerpt from my real diary. It's deeply moving, deeply personal, absolutely a result of my lack of boundaries, but here we go. Dear Diary, I finally moved into my first Toronto apartment that doesn't have chipping paint, hidden mold, or multiple holes in the wall. And I have a closet. Did I hit the jackpot? Probably not. It's probably just the fact that my standard for living spaces, like my standard for men, are too low. I accidentally started reading a self-help book, and now I can't stop because I'm fascinated by the genre, but I cringe at every page. Why does everything written about self-growth sound like it was written by a cross between a rejected Hallmark greeting card writer and a Christian Pinterest board mom? It's too much become a better person in 12 steps and not enough how to make peace with the fact that men dislike you because you have a strong personality and they're intimidated by you. I don't need the power of now. Where is the book about the power of crying in public restrooms or seven habits of people who refuse to get up at 5 a.m. or how to win sugar daddies and influence the internet? Maybe if I stop procrastinating, I'll be able to write an anti-self-help book one day. Love to me and you. Bria. Okay, I think that's our episode. Thank you so much for listening. I love you all. I'm wishing you all a hot girl summer. And again, hot girl summer is not a gendered thing, okay? You sad boys listening, you can have a hot girl summer as well. Have a hot boy summer. Call it whatever you want. I don't really care. If your masculinity is so fragile that you can't refer to it as a hot girl summer without getting uncomfortable, then like that's work you need to do on yourself. And unfortunately, I am not here to help. And I am not here to listen. And I am not here to support. I'm here to gaslight, baby. I'm here to gaslight and get drunk. I'm just kidding. I'm actually working on a lot of stuff right now and really trying to move my career forward. So like if you have projects that you want to like hire me for, I promise that I am professional. But yeah, um, follow me on Instagram, follow me on Twitter, follow the podcast on Instagram, subscribe to the YouTube, turn on those notifications so that you know when a new video is posted, there will be video for our next episode. I do promise you that rate the podcast, write a review, anything really helps, share it with a friend that you think would like it. If you're planning on having a hot girl summer, let me know what you're planning on doing to achieve that. What does your hot girl summer look like? I want to know. I'm obviously going to keep you updated on my hot girl summer because, well, that's basically what this podcast is. If you're a sugar daddy who wants to support me but is also okay with the fact that I will not speak to you or acknowledge you, you just will give me money, um, you know, just hit me up in the DMs. I will actually open it if it's an offer like that. I'm only interested in interacting with men who will fund my hot girl summer. Otherwise, you have absolutely nothing to offer me. 
And if you're offended by this, then good, you should be. I simply do not care anymore. Actually, this is funny because I um, talk about the dudes in my DMs a lot, but I haven't talked about them in a while. And this reminded me, um, this guy messaged me for my birthday two weeks late. Like he wished me happy birthday two weeks late. Okay. He texted me and then he said we should hang out soon. And then I remembered that he literally unfollowed me on Instagram. I'm like, what's your angle? What do you want from me? You don't want to hang out. I definitely don't want to hang out with you at all. I would like to never speak to you again or see you again. But like, also, I know you unfollowed me. What the fuck? Weird move. This is why I don't understand men. And this is why I choose not to engage. Okay, I'm going to stop because everything I'm saying is like an incel's wet dream. So we'll cut it there this week. But thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I had fun making it. And I'll be back in a couple weeks with more sad girl tips and tricks. Okay, bye.